Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. My name is Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about New Year, New Year resolutions, and the top five reasons NDs work with an advisor. Yeah. It, so I think one of the things that we want to go ahead and uh, tackle here is something that you brought up when we were talking about this topic beforehand, and that is resolutions. So resolutions, everyone makes them every year, or most people make them every year. How do we stick to them? I think we can spend maybe just a couple minutes talking about that and then jump into the top five reasons, Ryan. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, everyone, whether or not you, uh, you know, state the resolution out loud, I think it's natural for everyone, you know, come this time, you know, come the end of the year, they're thinking about, you know, I'd really like X, Y, or Z to be better or to occur next year. And right, that this is where the common, you know, the joke is around gym memberships, right? Like gym memberships go through the roof and, you know, the first two weeks of January are phenomenal about the amount of people that are showing up. And by the tail end of January, it's like going back down, right? Well, phenomenal from the gym standpoint, if you go to the gym regularly, you hate the first couple of weeks of January. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, that's just, it's just common, right? And, And really what it comes down to is, okay, what priority level was your fitness in that example that we were talking about? And if it wasn't a high priority, you're right. You're not going to attend it. You're not going to be consistent about it. Well, Ryan, I cared deeply about it for two weeks. <laughs> but it's other people don't even care about it. You know, let's, let's not, it's not that no one cares about the health. Everyone understands that they, you know, we're talking NDs here, right? Like they understand that the aspect of what health is to them. And from a priority level, we have so many priorities in life. We can only choose a couple of them to actually accomplish. A hundred percent. And so much of this is just making sure that we, like we've prioritized what the things that we care about and the things that we want to work out, work out, work on and around and have the grace and the ability to let go of the rest intentionally. And it's one of those things where like we, like we talk about this quite a bit in terms of prioritization, not everything can be top priority. And so if finances are one of your top priorities this year, great. Let's dive into it. So what are the top five reasons, Ryan? Yeah. So, you know, before we get into those five, I, I think it's important to health and wealth or health and money are one of the top two. It's the top two reasons for, right, for just success, happiness, not that money buys happiness, but the lack of it will definitely have you be unhappy. For sure. Right. And so, and it's a big stressor. So it's, so, the those two are so vital yet one or both of those for whatever reason always gets kicked to the curb. And so oftentimes when an ND is working with someone like you or I, we're bringing the financial piece. And it's not just about, we've had this conversation before advisors, financial advisors like us, it's not about like management of money, like investments. It's more of the holistic viewpoint of financial matters in and of itself, right? Like NDs and they come to talk to us and they're like, and we're getting into the, to the five reasons here there, you know, I just had a, a meeting with an ND and she's like, Ryan, I've got so many things going on financially. I'm disorganized. 
Yeah. And she's like, I need someone to really kind of either hold me accountable or to bring everything together simply with me so that I can wrap my brain around it. Yeah. Like, think it, about it from a, from a business standpoint, like how many different things are going on? How do you stay organized? And beyond organization, like this, uh, this is a part of organization, but just having that financial sounding board of like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing X. Am I crazy to do that? Like having that ability to bounce ideas, thoughts, and processes oh, uh, like by somebody else who's a trusted advisor of like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What are the th- what are the pitfalls? What are the things that I need to look out for? Um, and it's it's one of those things where we're not experts in in every arena. No one is, but simply being able to talk through it. And making sure that you've got a, a the proper team in place that includes a financial advisor, an attorney, an accountant. Like think about this as like it's the the diagnostic team, like on house, where house's team doesn't always come up with the answers, but they give him a sounding board to be able to like figure out and work through the problem himself. Yeah, I mean, and it you know. To add to that organizational point, how many different things or priorities is on your mind right now? Should I be hiring my first employee? Should I be hiring my first doctor? How do I add to my practice? Maybe I want to add acupuncture or add a kite, right? They want to add all these different ideas. How do they how how do they prioritize? How does this all occur? And that's another organizational point. You know, having Funds all coming from all different angles to get organized. That's one organization. And then it's like, okay, how do I organize my goals and, and what steps do I take them? A- absolutely. So organization is number one. Number two is debt management. So let's dive into this topic. What yeah, I mean, is this is this is huge, right? For um, you know, a lot of times on the personal side, more than the the well, it can be both sides, but the personal yeah. side, right? Student loans, right? We've got $250,000, $300,000 plus of student loan debt, right? That's that's normally the big monkey in the room when we're talking NDs and, and they're wondering how in the world am I going to get that debt taken care of? But it could also be practice debt, whether that's paying off a PPP loan, whether that's dealing with uh, the new ERC credit, or whether that's dealing with buying a building or like there is a boatload of different- like, Credit card debt. Yeah, options, structures, things of that nature to talk through and walk through. And while it's important to make sure that we've got proper structure and that we have a method for taking care of debt, it's also not usually priority number one, because if we don't take care of the debt, it'll chew up a lot of brain space, but at the same time, we'll be able to get by. Because most of the debt that we see NDs being saddled with has to do with income and income relation. However, if that income goes away, if we don't have proper liquidity, if we don't have proper protection, if we don't have proper savings, those things wind up becoming problems that we can't recover from. Yeah. And the, and the stress that comes with that, it, it can feel like a lot. And so oftentimes when we're working with NDs, just having a plan, like, Seeing like, oh, if I do step one through step five, I I see the debt actually going away. I see my cash flow changing, right? That brings that confidence 
And when it brings that confidence, guess what? Now you can take action, right? It, it all starts to snowball. Yeah, we're, we're no longer Atlas holding up the world. That that weight is lifted off of our shoulders. And it, it is amazing how impactful that can be just from a mental standpoint. Yep. Which takes us to step number three, which we started to talk about there just for a second. And this is just cash flow management. And this is on the business again on and off on the personal side, right? Money's coming in the door. Where should it be going? Yeah. And like we really need to focus on the business cash flow first because without the business cash flow, nothing flows down to the personal level. And if nothing flows down to the personal level, the personal cash flow is going to be a mess and a nightmare. So we need to make sure that we've, we're tackling both. But at the same time, we really need to make sure that we're working on the business cash flow first. Because if we don't, it's not, none of it's going to matter. Yeah. And this is, this is huge, right? I, I think most people don't truly realize like the cash flow management is the wheels on the car, right? If we're not managing the cash flow appropriately, the car doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. We need to make or sure. Or it we, might run out of gas. We need to make sure that we've got four properly inflated circular tire tires as opposed to like running on our rims or having square tires or having no tires at all. Like we're not going to get very far in a car that doesn't have four properly inflated tires that are all circular. Right. And so that the money's coming in the door, where should it be going? We've already brought up, you know, hiring first employee or bringing other doctors on, which is point number four is how do we, how do you attract and how do you retain those top doctors or employees? Yeah. And there's really kind of a couple different tiers here, right? Uh, are we like, are we trying to attract folks that are going to be the money makers of the practice and the rainmakers and like be able to go ahead and, and increase the revenue of the practice through being able to, to see patients and, and push, uh, create more opportunity for revenue or are we looking for support staff that is going to take stuff off of your plate increase the level of service that we're able to provide our, our patients and make sure that you are performing the things that you want to do like to do enjoy doing and are the highest revenue producing things like most of the nds that we talk to like what they love is they love seeing patients so let's try to get the things that aren't involved in seeing patients taken off of your plate so that you can see more patients. Yeah, this is this is a always an important, I mean, all of these are important conversations, but this one specifically is, is always interesting because one of the top questions we normally ask the NDs is, you know, what what's the end result of this practice for you? And what we mean by that is, is are you wanting to sell it? Are you wanting for it to just, you know, dissolve essentially when you stop practicing? What is it you're building? And many NDs that they don't think, right? You, you didn't get taught this in school. You had one business course maybe, and the business course was minimal at that, but you're not being taught how to be a business owner. And right. a lot of these, when, when we're talking about employees and who to bring on and, and how to grow the business, it, it's being the owner, which this is point number five. How do we get the max value out of the practice, depending on what you want? How are you building towards that? Like that's very different structures, very different plans, depending on what you want. And it's okay to not have the answer to this stuff. 
the important thing is to start working through, okay, what is my plan? Like most NDs get to this point where they're, they're able to get to the point of being beyond um, that, that fear, that, that mindset of like uh, not having enough, not having enough patience, not having enough income, not having enough revenue and like robbing Peter to pay Paul, like just trying to stay afloat. Once you get close to that, like get keeping your head above water, it's really critically important that we have these conversations to try and figure out like, okay, are you building a lifestyle practice where it is, it's you and we're not handing anything off at the end. We're just riding off into the sunset and we need to go ahead and have created enough value on the personal balance sheet to be able to accomplish that. Or are we looking to go ahead and build something that goes beyond you? And the earlier that we are able to identify that and start working towards those things, the easier it's going to be, whichever path you're going down. And there is no right path or wrong path. It's all about what you want and what you're striving for and what you're trying to accomplish. So when we saw, I mean, there's all of all five of these are intertwined, right? Like you really have to ha- understand all five of these for for it to work, which can sound daunting, right? Like if you're if you're <laughs> now, I'm just I'm thinking as an MD. Well, I need to be the professional doctor, so I need to make sure I'm staying up to date with all of the stuff that I need to know to help my patients. I need to bring in patients in the door. I need to be the janitor. I need to be the CEO. I might need to be the bookkeeper, right? Like like going through all of these different titles slash roles. How are you supposed to then think about these? these things financially inside of your practice and on the personal side, this is where different professionals in your life, that's why you use them. hundred percent. I mean, think about it as the, like, we'll use a couple analogies here, whether you're uh, like, think of yourself as maybe like an airline pilot or the captain of a ship, you need air traffic control to be able to tell you what's going on around you. Yeah, you've got instrumentation, but you need somebody to help coordinate it. That's like some of the other professionals that you've got. You have a co-pilot sitting next to you so that if something happens, you're taken care of um, or the people that you're flying are taken care of. And so we build in some of these redundancies just to make sure that like the people on the plane are truly going to reach their destination. And it's something where we also have periodic check-ins on like, hey, where are we like where are we at on the map? Like all of the things that are beyond just keeping the plane in the air. And those are all, there's an entire team working behind the scenes, whether it's the maintenance on the plane, the aircraft controller, the the people that are communicating with the pilots in mid-flight, all of those fun things that are appraising them of like weather coming up and all of the things that go into flying a plane. Same thing with a ship captain. Like we've got on a big enough ship, you've got more than just yourself. You've got a navigator, you've got somebody who's in charge of the maps, you've got someone who's in charge of like the sail and raising the sail and lowering the sail or the engines. Like you've got a whole host of different things. And so ultimately you're more in charge of like creating the direction that the ship is going and monitoring it and then delegating the individual tasks to as many other people as possible and getting that stuff off of your plate. We need to have systems in place to make sure that we're monitoring the people and that they're doing the things that they need to be doing. 
but you can't do everything. What's interesting about this conversation, I, I, again, I'm putting myself in the shoes of the ND and I think a lot of NDs are going to hear this and they're going to go, yeah, all of that makes sense. I probably should work with someone. I didn't know that advisors can do that. I think when a lot of people hear the term financial advisor or anything in the financial services realm, they think that there's got to be investments to manage or they need to be wealthy already, not understanding that you know, the financial advice and planning work that you and I do is this holistic, like looking at what are we building and building that blueprint for them, not about money, product, and investment management. Like that comes into play at right during the, the process. However, it's more about the planning and, and understanding how this all goes together. That's the value that people like you and I bring and other professionals, right? The lawyers there, right? And so you will bring this up already. Like who's the quarterback for all of that? That's that's the value. Yeah. And you need to make sure that you've got someone who's a strategic coach looking out for you. And there's there's a couple of different types of coaches that are out there. Uh, if a good financial advisor, financial planner will be one of them. And, you know, then it's just making sure that you've got the proper team around you to accomplish all the things you need to do. Which takes us to the question of the day, Alex. Our question today is what concerns do you have working with an advisor? So head over to holistic-finance.com and there's a spot for you to answer that question. If any questions bubbled up that you would like for us to talk about on a future episode, that's also a great spot to do that. Look, the whole reason we started this podcast was to bring value to you so that you can build the practice that you want to live the life that you want and help the, the amount of patience that you want. So if you're getting any value out of this, share it. You know, I know there's plenty of Facebook groups. You've got, um, you've got coworkers, you've got mentors, share it. That If you got any value, they might as well, they might well get some value out of it. Out of it. If I could speak correctly, they might also get some value out of it. Not, not important for a podcast, Ryan. Not important at all. So <laughs> uh, we appreciate what it is you all do and we want to help you as best as we can. So as always, we hope this episode was valuable and Mr. Collins, Make it a great year. Make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities LLC, OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850. Portland, Oregon, 97201. Phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. 
Financial representatives at the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 15319412. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint Number 2023-148989, Expiration January 2025.